You are now listening to the Heat Podcast. Hey everyone, I hope your week is going well. Yep, it's Michael Broom, and this is another week of the Heat episode. I believe this is number twenty. Yes, it's number twenty. Episode number twenty. Hope is hope everyone has had an awesome new year. I hope you really, really, really enjoyed it. Now it's on to twenty eighteen. It's time to make these moves. It's time to take ourselves to the new level. You know, we should not wait, you know, to the new year to make a change. But it's good to have goals and it's good to have different ambitions going into the new year. So I enjoyed mine. Um, I actually went to New Year the right way. So let's go ahead and get started. The thing that um, I'm going to talk about this week, um, this may be controversial to a lot of people, but the reason I'm going to talk about it is because I think this is something that I think we think about, but we feel like we have to adjust to it because of the society that we're in. And what I'm going to talk about is that Title for this week, title of this episode of the Heat Podcast is going to be called Capitalism is Trash. That's right. I said it. Capitalism is trash. Now, before y'all go in and chop my head off, I'm going to explain a few reasons why I do believe capitalism is trash. Now, If you don't know by now, what I'm going to do about the podcast is that I'm going to challenge myself to read a book every single week, at least one book. Ideally, I would love to read two books because I'm trying to get into the, you know, the scholarly game. You know what I'm saying? You know, right now I'm on my, you know, I want to be academic. Then I can go to a scholar. Then eventually I would love to be intellectual and not to be a intellectual just for the sake of speaking. You know, I just want to give my educational perspective about the things that I read about. And this might encourage others to read the same books that I'm reading. So I just had to, you know, just throw it out there. But so that's what I'll pretty much be doing about, you know, with the podcast. I'm going to present a book and I'm pretty much going to, you know, pretty much going to talk about it, talk about what I read. And this goes back to when I was growing up. Um, for the most of elementary school during the summers, what my mom used to do to me and my brothers, she would make us read a book and make us do a book report for it. Now, I believe the reason why she done this is because that, you know, you know, elementary school, they make you do those little standardized testing when I was in elementary school, they called them BSAP. I can't remember exactly what BSAP means, but that pretty much was our standardized testing. And I made really, really bad scores on reading comprehension. You know, I couldn't understand what I was reading, although I was reading it. So what my mom done, what she did was she made me read books. She made me read a bunch of books and I had to do a book report for each book. Now, it didn't have to be like a whole lot of, you know, and book report didn't have to be real big, but it had to fill up a written page. And a written page is like on a computer, you know what I'm saying? That's like half a page. So I pretty much had to read half a page. I had to, I had to write half a page 
of a book report. So it's pretty much what I had to do. And so I want to do exactly what I did growing up, except for I'm going to put into the podcast because I'm going into a career that deals with education. So if I can just use, you know, the podcast, use, you know, the things that I, you know, I can deal with, I can use that as a way to teach others what I've learned about what I'm reading because my goal is to educate as many people as possible. And if I can do that through the podcast, that's cool. And I'm not doing this to regurgitate information to benefit me. It's not about me. It's about other people that can get this kind of information. So that's what I really, 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 really like about the podcast. I'm able to express exactly what I'm thinking and and exaggerate, not exaggerating. I want to explain the things that I read about. And I just want to give them my perspective and the things that I thought about while I was reading it. So without further ado, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to keep it going. So the book that I read this week was called How Capitalism Underdeveloped Black America. Now, the guy that read, um, that wrote this book, his name is Manning uh, Marable. Marable. I don't know exactly how you pronounce his name, but his name was Dr. Manning Marable. So we're going to say Dr. Manning. We're going to say that. So Dr. Manning. Um, he wrote this book. Now, the crazy part is, if you don't know that this is what I found out, because the book looked kind of old. So I was thinking that it was an older book. Well, come to find out, he wrote this book, I think, in 81 or 82, which was 35, 36 years ago. So that's a long time to, you know, that's a long gap for doing comprehension and trying to understand a book that's like, that was written before you was even born. So, and when I read about this, this is coming from how capitalism really messed us up as black people. As a people, it really just jacked us up. So when I read a, read this book, I was like, this seems kind of interesting. You know, I didn't realize that, you know, I didn't realize who was in that situation. So I said, okay, well, let me get a little bit deeper. And, Pretty much what I got out of the book is that that capitalism, capitalism in America has a very, very, very racist background. Now, of course, that's kind of obvious. So, you know, what I'm saying, you know, we had slavery and, you know, things of that nature. You know, I think technically we was enslaved for like 252 years, give or take a year or two. Or five, maybe. But they technically said we was in servitude for 250 years. Now, that put us 250 years behind white people when it came to capitalism. So now, capitalism definitely has a racist background. was because a lot of these farmers and these planters became rich off of black labor. This is how they became rich in the first place. They got rich off of black people. They got rich out of, you know, having free labor for several, several generations. So for several generations, a lot of these people, you know, a lot of these slave owners or whatever like that, you know, they got rich off this. So they already had a racist background. 
And so that divided us already through class and through race. Now, white people always say, why y'all make things about race? Why y'all always talking about race? The thing is that they don't realize that, that that's, our, that's our fight. They don't have to fight the race issue. They, white people have to deal with the classism, sexism issue. We have to deal with the racism, classism, and sexism issue. Well, it's more black women than men have to deal with more of the sexism issue. But predominantly, we have to deal with the race and the class issue. White people just predominantly deal with the class issue. You know, rich, middle class, poor. But the thing is that we got to fight the racial barrier before we can even get to the social barrier. So that's why I always say that capitalism has a, you know, has a racist background. We got to deal with the racial stuff before we can deal with the stuff we deal with class. White people always say it's not a race issue, it's a class issue. Yeah, it's easy for them to say that. They're not dealing with race in the same aptitude that we are. We're dealing with race. They're not. So we got to overcome that barrier of being looked at as second class citizens. Then we can focus on the economics. That is our that's our fight that we have to do. And that's what something that white people really don't realize like that. They ain't got to they ain't got to recognize that they doing, you know, about race or about racist issues or issues about racism. I mean, they kind of they created this racist background. They created all of this stuff. They made capitalism in America on the backs of slaves. They did this. The only benefit is that they get to receive the benefits of that while we wear scars. This is why um, capitalism have that racist background. This is why we face more the class issue and the race issue more than anything else. Is race before class. White people just deal with class. I mean, so, you know what I'm saying? That's just my overall point of capitalism have a predominantly racist background. We know that white people built this country off the backs of slaves and off of free labor for centuries, pretty much. Two and a half centuries, if you want to be technical. Another thing is that once slavery ended, and we had Reconstruction. I think Reconstruction, I think, was like a 12-year period. It was from 1865 to 1877. So you had 12 years of black people just pretty much going ham. Like, we was finally in Congress. We was able to make money. We was able to go to school. We was able to do all of this progressive stuff that we never got the chance to do ever since we stepped foot. Excuse me. Ever since we set foot in this country. So that's a that's a major benefit. But... When the Compromise of 1877 happened, basically Jim Crow took over for the almost the next 80 years. Just Operation Takeover. White people basically took all their positions back. We lost almost all of our Congress positions. We couldn't vote, or we was in or we was in we was interrogation tactics. And then if we was able to vote, we had to go through this long process of paying fees and they had black codes and all this other stuff and that stuff white folks didn't have to deal with. And so Jim Crow really set us back. Segregation set us back. Those black codes set us back. So they tried to make sure that we stayed down and they really tried to keep us down to that level. And 
it was fully intentional. So we was already in the undeveloped stage and that made our underdeveloped stage worse. Although we made a little bit of progression during reconstruction. So that's one of our main issues. And so that racism just keeps going on and on and on again. And it dragged through Jim Crow. They want to keep us. They want to keep us economically deprived unless we benefit them economically. It, like that's why we're, we're still used as a labor force. This is why a lot of people were. Cause that's why a lot of people were sharecroppers. My ancestors were sharecroppers because white people still needed labor, and they created these sharecropping systems. And that's another form of slavery. That the chain gangs. Um, throwing black people in prison just because they wasn't working, but they wasn't even given the opp- they wasn't even giving black people the opportunity to work. So, ideally, during Jim Crow, since there was a lot of segregation, we started doing our own. We started taking, we started having our own businesses and creating our own communities and creating our own strong economic base. And this slowly but surely created the black elite. Now, when I talk about the black elite, the black elite basically is, this is a theory that was proposed by W.B. Du Bois during the early 20th century. And he called it, he called it the talented 10th. Now, I think the talented 10th is, uh, is what he called the black elite. Basically, you get the top 10% of black people in the country, the smartest, the brightest, you know, the ones that are going to do exceptionally well through academics and through overall intelligence. Your top 10% should represent the entire black race. They should represent them in all ways. So you should put them in the greatest position of power, make them governors, make them doctors, make them lawyers, make them politicians, make them ministers, put them in the highest level. So that they could set the tone for every other black people so we could be in the right position. Well, there's a few problems with the black elite. The black elite had a, they they created a new bourgeoisie class that all they cared about was getting a piece of capitalism themselves. This is when selfish intent slash greed kicks in. They got so greedy. And this is pretty much what this book talks about. Like, Capitalism, we were underdeveloped through capitalism, but the black elite still wanted a piece of it. And they sacrificed other poor black people in order to do it. Entrepreneurship, I'm not saying all entrepreneurship is bad, but entrepreneurship, a lot of it has a lot of selfish intent and greed that comes with it. And a lot of entrepreneurs and people that do business work, they are tempted to do this kind of stuff. They're tempted to be greedy. They tempted to be selfish. They tempted to cut corners. They tempted to rip people off so that they can make a dollar. Think about all the scams that happen today. All this, you know, all these pyramid schemes and all these scams and and they call it the hustle, but they're really taking advantage of people, take advantage of poor people to make themselves rich. So this is still going on. Black people are still doing this to this day. Everybody want a piece of the capitalist pie, although we are actually eating crumbs. We are still, I think we're like 0.0001% of all wealth in the country. And we've been in, quote, free 
as slavery was abolished 153 years ago and we still have super low wealth. So what is the black elite really doing? The black elite is really a mask under capitalism, under real capitalism. Yeah, they're getting a little money here and there, but they're not accumulating no wealth. They're not helping nobody else. All they're thinking about is overall themselves. Now, I'm not, not saying all of the black elite think this way. What I'm talking about as a collective. The black elite collectively feel this way. This is why they do what they do. They have selfish intent and they have greed when it comes to the black elite. And then when anyone else wants to create their own or don't go under their leadership, they shut it down. That's why W.B. Du Bois and Marcus Garvey had a beef. They had a beef because W.B. Du Bois wanted to be HNIC and he ended up shutting Garvey's UNIA movement down because of envy and jealousy. Black people can't work together. The black elite wanted to stay the elite. They didn't want to shut it. And then they really don't have no true wealth or no true power because a lot of them are still subject and working under white people. They're still working under the white man, under the disguise of them actually making money. They're not making no money. Well, they're making money, but they're not accumulating true wealth. That's the problem that they have. They're not really accumulating the wealth that they feel like they should have. And I know that it's cool to make money. It's cool to, you know, it's cool to get all that stuff. But don't be deceived that making money is going to solve all your problems. Making money is going to equate to you being successful. That's not it. That's not going to equate you doing well. That's not going to equate you being successful. Yeah, it's cool to have some money, but have more than that. Are you willing to risk your life or to sell your soul over a dollar? Now, a lot of people would be like, well, it's cool for you to say that or whatever like that. You saying that because you broke. Okay. Excuse me. I may not be the richest in the world, but I would rather keep my integrity, my dignity, and my intelligent mind more than chasing anything for money. Because you know what happens when you chase money? You're going to want even more. You're going to want more money and more money and more money and more money. It's never going to be enough. You're never going to be the richest in the world. Because as soon as you get one million, then you want ten. Then you want ten, then you want a hundred million. Then you want a hundred million, then you want a billion. It just keeps going on and on and on and on. No one and then um these scamming entrepreneurs, they want you to feel guilt. They want you to feel bad for not exactly settling, but being content in your life. They don't like people being content. You should want more. You should want this, you should want that. You should be, I'm like, that for me that's doing the most. I feel like you're going to lose yourself. You're going to sell your soul over a buck. This is why a lot of, like, if being happy, if happiness equate to being rich or to having a lot of money, why are celebrities killing themselves in large numbers? Why do you think they're masking themselves under drugs or alcohol or other forms of substance abuse? If they really, really were happy, do you think they would do all of that stuff? We really need to be careful what we wish for. We should not aspire to be just rich. If your family's good, if you're taking care of your family, if you have a career or job that you like, 
if you're passionate about something, if you're doing exactly what you would like to do in life, and you're making a little bit of money from that, that's cool. Just be happy with that. Now, I'm not saying lower your expectations, but we all should not be aiming to be millionaires. Everybody's not going to be a millionaire. I'm not saying to lower your standards, but you need to be a little bit more realistic. We should not aspire to be millionaires and billionaires. That's not our purpose in life. Our purpose in life is to pursue our passions, to live passionately, to enjoy life, and to be happy. That's what we suppose that's what life is really about. And the more I'm reading, the more I'm learning, I'm really realizing that that is what I that's what life is really about. It's really about what we supposed to be. It's really about passions and what we really supposed to be doing and just you know, just having that light upon our life. And it's not about chasing money. Like, yeah, money's cool, but if like I got different I got, you know, I got certain goals. Like, I would like to be I like to be a professor. I would like to speak all over the world. I would love to get lectures. I would love to get workshops. I want this podcast to keep growing and keep getting better. I would I love to get my PhD. If I got all of that and only made a hundred and fifty thousand a year, or a hundred thousand a year, or eighty thousand a year, honestly, I'd be happy with that. I don't have to do all this stuff to be a multi-millionaire. I mean, if multi-millionaires come, I mean, I ain't going to be mad at it. I ain't going to be upset at it. But at the same time, that's not my aim. It's not my goal. And that should not be your goal. Like, if you're not following your passion, but you're a multi-millionaire, if you're happy with that, cool. If you're happy with that, keep going, keep pursuing it. I'm not trying to downplay you chasing money. But if you really want to chase money, if you really feel like that's going to make you happy, that's absolutely fine. But if you're getting yourself into a situation that you are making a lot of money and you're not happy, don't blame no one else but yourself. And then once you realize you're not happy, change it. Just change it. You ain't got to, you know, do it for you. Pursue your passions for you. Yeah, that's all pretty much what I have to say about that. You know, you just got to pursue your passion, man. Like, you ain't got to focus on being rich or being wealthy, being successful. Like, capitalism is a farce, man. Like, capitalism is trash, man. Like, it's not all about making money. And that's what capitalism teaches us. That basically, you take advantage of the poor to make a buck. That's pretty much what capitalism is doing. And it's been dragging on for like hundreds of years. America's been built on capitalism. Capitalism does not benefit us as a people, but black folks especially. We're already we already been not treated as first class citizens in this country. So you really think they're gonna let you create a strong economic economic base collectively as a people? Now I'm not saying give up. We do need to create an economic base. But we don't need to have an economic base based upon based upon the purpose that we're chasing the white man's dollar. We should not be wanting to chase after what white people want us to do. Like, 
their capitalism is different from our version of capitalism. Capitalism is not going to benefit us because at the end of the day, they, they got the power in this country to shut it down if they wanted to. They have historically done it. Now, if you want to chase some money, go pay that money, cool. But we need to, you know, I think it's cool if you want to build wealth or you want to, if you feel like making a lot of money is being successful. But don't be fooled by living in this capitalist society that that's the only way in being successful. Because it's not. There are plenty of other ways to be successful. If I get my PhD and I'm writing books and I have a huge library worth of books, I feel like that's success to me. That's being successful. Me getting this podcast, me spreading my abilities, me teaching, me reading a whole bunch of books, me, you know, speaking all over the world. For me, that's success. That's successful to me. It don't have to be. And you see no one that sends us out want to be a millionaire or multimillionaire. It's not it's not my goal. It's not my mission in life. My mission in life is to teach and spread what I all of my abilities and all of my talents. That's what my passion is. That's what my purpose is. So I tell you, don't be fooled by this capitalism mentality because it's leading us into an early grave. Now, I'm not saying stay out there and be poor. I'm not going to give the preachers con religious concept of money. All I'm saying is that we should not be, you know, don't be fooled by the capitalism mentality because, it's, you know, it's only going to take you but so far. Capitalism is not our game to play and we fall for it every day. This is and it's like all you're doing is, you know, just flashing. That's all people want money for us to flash. I'm not saying everybody, but most people, they make the money so they can flash it. They want to impress people that they don't know or they don't like and show them that they actually got something. And, and, you know, and I think that's a self-esteem thing. And I think us as a people, we have suffered from that because we put our self-worth in things and materialistic stuff. And I think this is why we focus on capitalism a lot. And that's exactly what we do. And I feel as if if we get outside of it and focus more on our purpose. I think that will be better off. Now, you can take advantage of capitalism if you want to. If you really want to be rich and stuff like that, and then you want to, um, like, get your family out the hood, cool. I support that. I'm with that. And I get we have to adapt in this capitalistic society. Just don't get trapped in it. That's all I'm saying. If you want to be a capitalist, just because we're in this country and it's naturally that way and it you know, we're very in- instructed to be capitalist. Cool. That's your choice. But don't be trapped in it. That's all I'm saying. And the last reason why I think capitalism is trash is that even if you are rich and you're a black person, you will still be treated as second class. Now, I use this example a lot, a whole lot. I use this example for almost everything. Well, not almost everything, but in this situation. Say, for example, you had Oprah, Michael Jordan, 
and LeBron James. Now, you think of those three names. They're well-known. They're famous. They're black. They're successful in most, in most people's eyes. So, take those three people and put them in a trailer park that is predominantly white. Put them in a trailer. Put, put them in a put them in a poorest, worst trailer park in town. In a town that's predominantly white. They'll walk outside. They'll see Oprah, LeBron, Michael Jordan. You know what they would say? Look at them niggers out there. It's still a nigger. Look at them niggers. At least I ain't no nigger. They were still getting insulted. They're still treated as second class. Although they're rich, black, and successful. Just another example of capitalism being trash. No matter how much money you make, no matter how much fame you make, if you're black, you still are in the mask of being black. Because the historical perspective, capitalism and racism, since it has the racist background, they have taught the poorest white person in America that although you're poor, although we look down on you also, that you think you're better than the black person that's super well off. Although, so, although socially and social, you know, socioeconomically, they're better than you. Economically, they're better. But you still treat them like they're second class. You insult them like they're not a real American citizen. They still use the racial slurs because they, in their mind, they still think they're better than you. Although you wear better clothes, you have more, you have, you have more, you have a better car, you have a better place to stay, you have better clothes, you live at a better side of town. They might not work. They probably work. They probably on welfare. They got all of this stuff. They not all the stuff. You have all of that. that, that those black people have all of that stuff. They barely got anything, but they still think they're better than you. So does capitalism really work? Does it really work for us? Think about it. Think about if capitalism, I mean, if, if being a capitalist and black really worked, would we be treated better because of the money we made or the wealth that we acclaimed? Wouldn't it be better? You would naturally think it would. This is why I say capitalism is trash because it doesn't change our status as black people. It doesn't change the mentality that white people have or non-black people have. Because you got racist people that are Latino, that are Asian, that are Russian, that are, you know, that are in different countries. So just because, you know, non-white people, this is how they act. This is exactly how they act. I'm not saying all of them act that way, but they're not being the greatest. This is not a situation that is ideal. This is why I say overall capitalism is trash. Capitalism, it doesn't change the fact that we're black. It doesn't change the fact that people think that we're still not real American citizens. 
It doesn't change anything. It's a farce. It's fake. It's masquerading that we're actually something and we're still nothing to a lot of people. So do you really think that it works? Do you think capitalism is really effective? This is what this, this is what this book has taught me. It is this is what I learned from the book. The book is teaching me that the book that I mean that being a capitalist doesn't benefit us as a people. Yeah, you may make a little money. Yeah, you have some property. Yeah, you have a nice little bank account. Yeah, you have a nice little car. You have all that stuff. Cool. But do you escape the fact that you're black? Does it escape the fact that you're still treated a certain way by the poorest of people? That doesn't change anything. That is why I say that capitalism is trash. That's what I really learned from that book. So if you really want to get that book, it's called How Capitalism Underdeveloped Black America. Now, this book was written in 81, 82. And the stuff I just talked about, we're still dealing with. Now, the stuff I talked about was in this book. It was in this book and we're still dealing with this stuff. And it's 2018. We're still dealing with these issues. We're still dealing with these problems told y'all everything that I'm learning, I'm going to give to you guys, you know, just to teach. That's what I'm here for, to teach. So y'all go get this heat. Y'all go get this heat today. Y'all go get this work. So that's pretty much the summary of that book. If you want to pick it up, I think it's on Amazon. You can find it, you know, in other sources online. Um, I think I got this book at a bookstore, I believe. For a very low amount. So go make sure you pick the pick that book up. Next week I'm going to um on the next episode, I'm going to do another book. And this book is called Senior Sister Citizen. It's by Melissa V. P- Harris Perry. I think this book is gonna be really awesome. I had to tell y'all in advance about the book. So, you know, I'm gonna give you everything I learned from that and to give you an overall summary of what I learned about it and how this can apply to your life. Even if you're non-black, tell your other non-black friends, tell your black friends about the podcast. Tell them about what you learned about this. What do you think about it? If you think anything about this podcast, about this episode, good, bad, or indifferent, just write in the comment section, share it, talk about it. Create some dialogue. Create a conversation. That's what it's here for. This podcast is to create a conversation between you and others. Or you can talk to me directly. My Instagram is Michael Broom Senior. My Facebook is Michael Broom Senior. My um, Twitter is Influential underscore Man. Just talk to me. I mean, of course, it's going to be on SoundCloud. It's going to be on. It's going to be on iTunes. It's going to be on other sources. You know, just write it in the comment section of what you really thought about, you know, what you thought about this week's episode. Because I, I don't mind, you know, I don't mind the criticism or anything like that. If you want to add piggyback off of it or you, you disagree, I mean, that's cool. Just let me know about it. I don't, I don't, I don't mind. I don't mind about, you know, about this because it's, it's all it's all educational. So I want you to spread this podcast about this episode Tell somebody about it. 
Make sure you um, follow the Heat Podcast. Make sure you please subscribe to the uh, Heat Podcast so you can get a daily update every single week. Because I'm going to be dropping this fire all year long, no matter what. So you guys keep striving, keep reading, and also keep learning. Peace. Y'all enjoy your week.